Welcome to this week in Loveland Tigers Athletics here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Griefer, and we're joined this week by Loveland Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry. Eric, good morning. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great, Jason. It, we had uh, our Tiger Ball this weekend, which is our uh, uh, Loveland Athletics Boosters' uh, biggest fundraiser. So I'd like to thank our boosters and all our parents and our community coming out to support our athletic programs. Uh, shout out to Josh and Meredith DeWitt, who who run the Tiger Ball for us and just do an outstanding job. And, you know, putting on an evening and, and uh, a gala, as I'll call it, you know, with, with bands and auctions and, and, and you know, you name it, they did it, and our community came out full for us. So I'd just like to thank the whole Tiger Nation for doing that this weekend. Absolutely. A good capper to a, a very busy week. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the previous, last week, and uh, let's look forward to this week as well. Let's begin with your uh, academic team. Uh, two good wins over West Claremont, two rather comfortable wins, as a matter of fact. Uh, 81-51 and 89-47 this past Wednesday to stay tied at the top of the league with Walnut Hills. But uh, things – don't get any easier this week. You've got a match against Anderson going forward. Uh, what's the what? What is your sense on the team's focus level as they try to keep piling up the wins and try to keep pace with a as always a very tough one on Hills team. Yeah, you know they're taking it just like any sport, uh, one match, one game at a time. Uh, this past weekend or this past week was a big win, as you said, over West Claremont. It was senior night, so we recognized our seniors and um, seven seniors got recognized. Their parents. Um, we're there, and in, in, in quite a quite a big crowd here in our media center for our academic quiz team. So they're staying focused. You know, we got our postseason tournament coming up in about a month from now, and um, that's out at Talawanda. They combine that um, with the SWAC out there um, to run a postseason tournament to try to get some state qualifiers. So the eyes on the prize. You know, you just got to keep winning, um, stay at the top of the leader there, and, and any time you can be right there with Walnut Hills and academic quiz team. That's a successful season and they're just have they're just outstanding, outstanding group of kids. So they're they're actually fun to watch. They're fun to watch compete and uh it's 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 a fun environment. So we're very proud of them, very happy for them and hope it continues. And I have to imagine this sto- similar story for your wrestling team as they just continue to uh, pile up the wins, results, and all different kinds of weight classes. But they have had a very, very busy stretch uh, over the last few weeks, and it doesn't get any easier towards the end of this week. Uh, are you sensing any kind of fatigue from the team? And and also, to second part to that, we've t- we've seen that we've seen with the results, and we've talked about this before here on the podcast that. You have a lot of depth on this team as well at, at all different kinds of weight classes. How much does that factor in in such a busy stretch right now? Oh, sure. This time of year, anything can happen. Injuries, um, you know, sickness. You know, when it seems once one person gets it, they all get it. Um, but from a conditioning standpoint, uh, Coach Schweitzer, and I sing his phrases all the time, just does an outstanding job of, you know, keeping our athletes in shape. Um, doing it the right way, you know, the, the way they, you know, feed their bodies and fuel their bodies is very, very important in wrestling. And I think, you know, he's, he's the best I've seen at keeping our guys um, in shape from that standpoint. You, the, the, the sickness bug comes and goes in wrestling. The injuries come and go. Um, you know, this last week was we were out at Elder um, and uh, Elder Duels out there. And Elder, as you know, is a top program in the state. And they have some very strong middleweights there that just do, that just compete at the highest level. And our kids, all the way from top to bottom, even though we lost overall, the way our kids competed, so I, uh, what was outstanding to me, I got to see it firsthand. I did not see fatigue. 
Um, I actually saw them competing at the highest level possible, which is where you want to be right now. And, you know, it's a kind of a cool week, something to be excited about in wrestling. They travel out to Little Miami for an in-school duel um, on Wednesday. So that's the, the match actually takes place during at the end of the school day. Uh, the student bodies come down. It's, it's a great environment. Um, the whole school is out there. We hosted it against Little Miami here last year. And it was just outstanding environment for wrestling. And it gives, you know, those kids who might not go to a wrestling match and know nothing about it, gives them exposure to the sport. It's just a, it's a great thing that we've partnered with Little Miami and continue to do year after year. So that, our, I know our wrestlers are looking forward to that this week. Do you think that gives them a little shot in the arm to, as they're heading towards the end of the regular season and, and, and the state duels and ECC championships coming up in, a, in the next couple of weeks? Do you think it gives them that shot in the arm when they have such a, a huge crowd around them, you know, students, faculty, all that kind of stuff, to give them that extra energy? Oh, heck yeah. I don't know. I mean, just like any any sport, when you got the crowd behind you and they're, they're supporting you in the student section, and in this case the whole student body's cheering for you, um, no matter if it's it's home or away, it gets you fired up, and without question, I mean, we saw it here. You know, when we experienced it here last year, it was just it, it's just a great environment, and yeah, it gives you that little bit of motivation, um, and and gives you, as in your words, the shot in the arm to kind of propel that into the you know what we consider the most important part of the season is you know everything that's coming up in this next month. Let's jump into the pool. Uh, swim and dive had the ECC championships this past weekend. Uh, take us through that. I know there were a lot, a lot of strong results coming in from your uh, Tiger athletes. Yeah, you know, shout out Riley Bullock. Our, our uh, diver got second place. Uh, I think just two points and some change uh, behind first place there in diving, which is, um, I don't know, another tuck or a flip uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, a little bit less of a splash. It's there, right. But, you know, Riley's just yeah. an awesome kid. She did uh, the video interview uh, there last week for LovelandTigers.org. So she was very excited to play second place there um, for, for our Tigers. You know, in, in the swim um, this past Saturday, uh, shout out to Milford. They did a great job hosting our swim meet. Um, Brandon Day and Colin Blackburn definitely uh, had some, you know, got some new uh, jewelry this weekend with their medals, uh, Brandon Day, you know, bringing home the 200 free in first place and second in the 500 free, which is a race that seems like it goes on forever for, you know, five almost five minutes in the pool. And, you know, 500 free is, is, a, is a pretty amazing stamina race. So we give it out to Brandon. Colin Blackburn placed in second place in the 100 breaststroke. Uh, and then the the team of Blackburn, Jenkins, Lucas, and Day got third place in the 400 free and second place in the 200 medley. So shout out to those guys. And on the girls' side, Sarah Lolly um, bringing in the bronze medal with the 100 breaststroke. So a successful day from an individual standpoint and from a, a team standpoint. And in the tough ECC, I mean, you know, when you swim against the, the Turpins and Kings and the Walnut Hills and, and, and the Milfords and Andersons. It's just our league is very, very competitive in, in swimming. And, and so that shows um, that showed last Saturday. It was just an awesome environment, awesome event, and then happy the way our Tigers uh, placed in that meet. A lot of hardware to bring home from a loaded ECC. That's never a bad thing for sure. Uh, let's move on to uh, let's move on to the bowling lanes. Uh, boys bowling uh, sitting right near the top of the league standings, right behind West Claremont. Of course, you're going to take on West Claremont next week, so we'll worry about yep. that when the time comes. Uh, still, uh, things to be taken care of this week. You've got uh, Deer Park and Moeller uh, t- 
this coming week. Deer Park actually today. It's like Moeller on Wednesday. As your as the team is round heading towards the end of the regular season here, we're approaching February. Do you sense that they're getting themselves even more locked in heading towards the end of the regular season, and especially with this showdown next week against West Claremont? Oh yeah, without question. Uh, uh, I know Coach Adams again did the interview and um, for for our website last week, and he was just you know he's locked in on this is a, the best years they've had um, probably in in the history of the bowling program. Um, you know the Deer Park uh, match today was actually canceled uh, according to Deer Park. Right. Uh, you know they've been hit with the flu bug. Oh boy! So they're, they're having a tough time filling the team. So so today's match has been canceled. Um, but, you know, we go in from the boys' side. We got Moeller uh, this week in non-league. Um, yeah, the, these guys, if it is, you know, it is fist-pumping um, excitement. You know, Coach Adams gets them on the boys' side pumped up. Coach Grogan on the girls' side does a great job. You know, between the two programs, we have one loss, um, and that was um, – you know our boys are are, are sitting there right there at, at um, nine and one, and so they're just it, it's just like everything else. There is a lot of energy in our bowling program, and that comes from our coaches and our kid, our awesome kids. Uh, you know they're just performing day in and day out. It's it's quite it, it, it's a lot of fun to watch them compete. Well, you talk about the girls there; they're unbeaten thus far, twelve and zero overall, and of course ten and zero in the league area after a, a sweep of Milford. This past week, two uh, nice wins against Milford, and to do it, and looking at the numbers there, to go seven deep uh, in these in those matches against Milford, uh, that has to be a really nice luxury for this team to know that they have so many bowlers that can go out and churn out these results and contribute to the team win and keep this unbeaten streak rolling. Yeah, it's consistency, Jason. You know, we got you know Grady Pettit, who 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 you know leading the way. She was a a district qualifier last year for us, and you know. She's 175 average, I think. Um, you know, and, and then everybody else just staying consistent. If you can stay consistent and keep doing what you're doing and, and, and focus on yourself, um, it, the, the wins will come, and that's, that's proven with our girls' bowling team. It's, it's been impressive. Again, they're fun to watch. The great thing about bowling is you can go to the lanes and you can get the girls and the boys going at the same time so you can, you know, really see – see them compete and, and and you know they're they're a couple lanes apart so it's fun from an athletic director standpoint that you get to see them both at the same time and see the excitement i mean i'm telling you when you come up to the bowling and, and if you ever get a chance to go you know the postseason the sectionals the districts it is amazing the crowd that's there with the periscopes and the the ladders and 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 you name it um I, as an AD, I've been yelled at and threatened to be thrown out because I was taking videos and sending <laughs> it out on Twitter, and uh, somebody thought I was giving our team uh, uh, some video guidance, which would actually be a detriment to our team if I was giving coaching to our kids. But, you know, <laughs> they, they take it very, very serious, and it is, it is rocking. Those bowling alleys pack it in, and standing room only, literally standing room only, and, and, and most of those people are standing on ladders. I'm yet to bring my ladder, but this year might be the year with us doing so well. What is that like for you as an administrator? We we get obviously the big names for the basketball teams and the fall football. They get a lot of the fanfare, a lot of the fan support uh, because it's just the well-known sports. To see the crowd show up like this at a bowling alley for these high school matches, what's that like for you as an administrator to see? You know, I had no idea. Um, I grew up in Columbus, played sports in Columbus, and until I moved 
to Cincinnati and became uh, AD at Turpin High School and, and then coming here and seeing it, it, it I had no idea how, how bowling was taken in southwest Ohio. And you travel over to the west side um, and go to Western Bowl, it, it, it is absolutely amazing. Um, the the seriousness they they take this sport and the fun they have and and, and the energy that's there it's I love to see it you know it, it just gives more kids a chance to compete and wear their school colors and have some pride it it is it is absolutely awesome and I had no idea you know the the level of Southwest Ohio bowling until I got down and saw it firsthand we have some amazing amazing bowling programs in this city. And uh, your teams are certainly living up to the bill, as you said. One loss between them—that that certainly can't hurt things. And uh, they, they've yeah. got—they've got a lot of a lot of big things and big goals, I'm sure, ahead of them going forward. And we'll talk about that going forward. Obviously, they'll take on West Claremont next week as well. Let's move on to the different type of hardwood. Uh, boys basketball here. Uh, split week last week. You get a nice win over Kings before falling in a tough one to uh, Walnut Hills uh, last Friday. Yeah. Now, now begins a tough stretch here. Four out of the next five on the road, starting with uh, Northwest in the, on Tuesday this week and then Turpin on Friday. Uh, as they prepare for this road trip here, uh, what do you sense their energy level is as they set to go out and play in some tough environments? Yeah, I think, you know, it's we talked about it um, in the bowling. Consistency. You know, you you gotta you gotta focus. You gotta, you know, as I was always coached, the shooter shoot, the passers pass. Everybody rebounds and everybody plays defense. You know what I mean? And and, and you got to know your role and play your role. And and I think that's what our guys are doing. Um, you know, that's where their focus is. That's what Coach Reese is is preaching. He's he's always going to have them prepared. Um, you know, Northwest is a, is a. You know they're they're coming on as of late, and you know they had a a win over a nice win over Little Miami most recently. So they're going to look to build on that, and then we're traveling to Turpin on a Friday night, uh, who's as you know sitting at the top of the league and doing very well. So talk about atmosphere. That's going to be a great atmosphere Friday night out at Turpin, and and going on the road, you got to be prepared, and you, and you got to be be ready for whatever they bring at you, which is going to be a lot. And then you turn around and, you know, coaches don't love the Friday-Saturday bounce-back games, but the way the schedule is in the 22 games, you got to have a couple of those a year. And we, we turn around and play Indian Hill on a, on a Saturday night who, you know, Indian Hill, um, being a smaller school, always brings in, I, I think they always have size, they always have strength in the basketball. And so they're, they're, they're a tough non-league opponent. Um, so, yeah, it is a tough stretch, but I think – we just focus and, 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 you know, do the little things, you know, keep playing together, uh, we'll be all right. Uh, it, you know, it, it helps when, we, when we're making our shots, just like anything. But, you know, our, our kids will be prepared, and I think, you know, just everybody accepts their role, plays their role. You know, this is a time of year when you want to start peaking in basketball. And, and hopefully we can come away this, this week victorious with three wins. So, you know, that's our goal right now. Uh, peaking at the right time. Looks like your girls' basketball team's headed that way as well with uh, three wins in a row now after a tough one against Walnut Hills a couple of weeks back. Uh, still sitting yeah. at the top of the league in 10-1. and one. And uh, I want to talk first about uh, you miss everything for you, really seemingly, Jillian Hayes. Uh, we'll talk about her play here in just a moment, but it was just announced over the weekend she has been nominated to the McDonald's All-American team. And what an honor that is to be even nominated, let alone to be to possibly make the team down when that's announced. And uh, take us through that. What was her reaction to that, and uh, how big is that for Loveland High School? Oh, it's it's huge. Are you kidding me? Um, I think she was shocked as anybody. I mean, Jillian is as humble as they come. 
Um, and so I think she's shocked that she's even being recognized at this level, which the rest of us in the school are not shocked because we, 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 we get the pleasure of watching Jillian and, and had the pleasure of watching her, and we know what she brings, not only just being a great athlete, just, just a great kid just a great kid in general so you know she's shocked she's honored uh the team was announced last thursday so she she wasn't she wasn't selected to be on the team but getting that nomination you know is is an honor in of itself and i I, we're just all very very proud of her you know for everything she's done for loveland what she's doing this year the way she's developed from last year to this year as a player uh, you know i've i've watched the last two years jillian developing just just a dominating force out there and in the way she, she's almost averaging a double double um i think she's like uh, 9.8 rebounds away from or 9.8 rebounds averaging you know 17 and a half points so anytime you can do that it's simply amazing but you know the one thing that we're proud of is just who jillian is and uc is getting a, a special player and an even better kid so um i think that's that's the biggest thing for me is that she she's such a role model and it's you know she's a once in a lifetime player so we, we we love having her. We hate to give her UC, but you know they're getting a special player. So she has really elevated her game over the last few weeks, especially during this three-game win streak. Seventeen points, over eleven rebounds per game. This is a tough stretch and a very high-pressure stretch. You're trying to stay at the top of the league standings. You're trying to win that league title, and she has taken her game to another level during this stretch. You talked about her being a very unassuming, a very uh, humble kid. What does it say about her on the floor that she's able to turn it on like this in the midst of a tight conference race and take her game up to the next level? She's a competitor. I mean, it's just simply that. She's a competitor. She puts everything out there. Um, and she plays hard every minute she's on the floor. Um, she's and, and when I say on the floor, Jillian's literally on the floor. She, she falls on the floor more than anybody, and I'm saying that in a good way. She wears those knee pads. She dives. She takes one for the team. You know, I cringe every time she falls because we always joke she's not the most graceful of fallers. <laughs> um, but, you know, she, she's constantly putting it out there. And, and, and just simply put, she's a competitor. And what that does, though, Jason, it just feeds everybody else on the team. It's that leading by example. She's a vocal leader, but she leads by example. You know, and, and the way this, this girls' basketball team, I brag to everybody, they are talented top to bottom. They play hard, they work hard, and they get along. They're great kids on and off the court. They're just a lot of fun to root for. Um, They're a lot of fun to watch. Um, I've been around the game of basketball and girls' basketball for a long time. This is a special team. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. This is a special team, and they can do some damage. They just got to take it one game at a time, stay focused, stay humbled, and as we said on the boys' side, do your job, um, and and this team will, will go far. How much is that being stressed to them by the coaching staff, especially this week when you have three big games this week starting tonight against Sycamore? Yeah, and, you know, our, our coaching staff does a great job of preparing them, um, you know, from from a team standpoint, from an individual standpoint. And, and as I said, you just take it one game at a time. You know, Sycamore, uh, Wenton Woods, and Milford this week. Uh, with our, our, our focus right now is Sycamore. And those these Monday games are sometimes hard to play just because you're coming off a, a quick turnaround from Saturday with really no practice on a Sunday, uh, maybe a light shoot-around. I'm not sure if they did that yesterday or not, but you come in and, and you get focused on the Aviators and um, hopefully come away with a win over a, a GMC school is always good and then turn around and 
Wenton Woods on, on Wednesday, who, as you know, will be uh, a league rival coming up in years to come. So yep. hopefully establish that the first time we played them in, in, in a while now. So we're, we're just kind of getting our feet wet with Wenton Woods, who will always be competitive. And, and then Milford, as you know, who, you know, is, is looking to take take us out and, and uh, they're the league rival and it's going to be a tough game. So, But I, I, it goes back to just taking one game at a time. And uh, they've certainly been doing it, and and to to that point, staying at the top of the ECC uh, all year long, and uh, they'll have to keep keep them going to keep pace in that regard, especially come Saturday when Milford comes calling. Uh, Eric, great talking to you once again. Uh, busy yeah. week as well for in Tiger Nation, and I'm sure we'll have another busy one uh, this coming week. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks so much, and go Tigers. Absolutely, go Tigers. That is Assistant Athletic Director Eric Fry here on LovelandTigers.org joining us for this week in Loveland Tiger Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.